Welcome back to this episode of the Upper Room Family Podcast, where we exist to uh, equip families to pursue God's design for discipleship, community, and dynasty. We are uh, coming to you again with our uh, biblical sexuality um, topics that were given to us from the panel that we were asked to be a part of, and that panel was just last week, or this past week, this past Thursday. Uh, I thought it went really well. Uh, It's just a great opportunity to be in front of uh, just hungry students who are in their 20s, I think, that just really are looking for more insight, more wisdom, and asking very real questions in culture. And I think it's important for the church to be willing to engage in those conversations. So uh, Julie's here with me again, and we uh, highlighted the first uh, topic uh, last um, episode. In this episode, we're really going to focus on uh, dating, courtship, uh, relationships, guy-girl relationships, um, friendships, uh, how to, I guess, really just how to navigate some of those, especially the dating process and good boundaries for guy-girl friendships and, um, you know, the benefits of that. So before we get right into it, welcome back, Julie. Hello. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Julie's already in the word. What are you uh, looking up there, Julie? I just remembered uh, the other panelist couple had uh, recommended for this topic that they read the Proverbs. Okay. So I was just looking and trying to see. There's tons of things in Proverbs when it comes to relationships, which mm-hmm. is, you haven't read the question yet. Um, and so, yeah, I, too, agreed with them in that you should be reading the Proverbs. There's 31 of them. So whatever date it is, so today's the 21st, read the 21st Proverb, and then you could get through it in a month. And uh, lots of great wisdom about relationships and how to deal with people and how to stay away from certain people and the wisdom that comes from that. So. Mm. Yeah, I was just remembering what I learned from the panelists. <laughs> you are the friends that you keep um, far too often. So, all right. Well, the first question, Julie, relationships across genders. Um, what are some good guidelines for healthy relationships between genders? When when we were posed with the first question, I wanted to, I think, default towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, you know, if you are pursuing friendship, uh, I think that's really great. We should uh, be able to see each other as God sees us, as uh, his children. And uh, 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 2 uh, essentially says, Encourage one another, older men as a father, younger men as a brother, older women as mother, younger women as a sister. And all of your actions and deeds and your thoughts uh, in all purity should be really focused on, hey, this this woman's uh, older than me. Um, she could probably be my older sister or maybe even my mother. I'm going to treat her like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really just good starting launching point. And it talks a lot. I mean, it talks, you're single. So this is for like even unmarried people, just relationships in general, um, your devotion should be to God. So what God calls good. So yeah, purity is right in line with there and um, not going further than that, especially if, it, if it's not a real it's a relationship that is, is the word platonic, you know, there's nothing, <clears throat> nothing sexual about it and it shouldn't go that way. Um, especially outside of marriage. And so, yeah, I agree. 
with that and to keep those lines and try to think about it that way. I think we like to blur the lines a lot and make excuses for things, but you know, um, God's way is the best way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we should view it the way God does. I think if you are married, it does, um, play into, you know, opposite, um, gender relationships should look a little bit differently once you're married. I agree. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, especially with Dave and us, our relationship, um, we are jealous towards each other. And, um, I used to think, that was too wrong to be jealous, but I think God is jealous for his people, for his bride. Like he doesn't want them to turn away from him. And, uh, so in a way with, you know, you need to love your spouse and, and have those boundaries when it comes to relationships with someone of the opposite sex and mm -hmm. being respectful and wise, because that can easily go very wrong, very quickly without even realizing it through even just simple text conversations, online conversations, thinking too deeply into what somebody said kindly. You know, I think a lot of times women in general are just so hungry for affection and just affirmation and something nice to be said to them. And so um, they can be easily taken advantage of or see into see into something that somebody said something nicely to them um, from the opposite sex and in their brain, take it where it shouldn't go. And it could really go bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, stand firm, be on guard, um, act like men, be strong. Right. These are um, there's so many verses in the Bible about standing guard and guarding your, your heart, guarding your emotions, guarding your thoughts, guarding your purity. Um, and I think if you are married, it's okay to have friendships with others who are of the opposite sex. But I, I agree with Julie that if you are starting to find yourself emotionally connecting to someone or, uh, divulging too much information, um, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but just, you know, if you're finding um, solace in somebody else other than your spouse, that is uh, wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you you need to uh, check that, uh, start finding that in your spouse. And if it's not there, I think you need to pursue um, wisdom through the church, not, you know, try to find other friendships that are meeting that need. Uh, because inevitably we hear story after story, time after time about um, individuals who end up, you know, uh, finding themselves in an adulterous relationship. And it always starts through a platonic way, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then over time that, that builds. And especially if, um, you know, the man or the woman is not being fed at home with what they need, they start to go outside the home to search for it um, intentionally or unintentionally. The, uh, the evil one, <laughs> Satan has a way of, of really, um, slithering in and, and making those situations seem more than they actually appear and destroying what is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of times it starts with your emotions. You know, you're sharing way too much information with uh, somebody of the opposite sex that you should not be sharing, especially if you're married and you're divulging things that that are none of their business. And, um, and then you're becoming attached because they have a good listening ear. And you need you need to check yourself you are you are walking into that temptation and it's it's going to birth itself into sin 
very quickly. And, uh, and I, I do believe emotional affairs are affairs as well. And so, um, stand your guard. I mean, I'm looking here at Proverbs seven right now. And so warnings against the adulterous woman and her seductive words. And I, you just need to keep your eyes open, men. Um, it's, it's easy to get sucked into a woman who, who's giving you attention, who's respecting you, you know, feeding into what you want to hear as a man, because what man doesn't want to hear? Good job. Oh, I love, I love that you did that. Thank you. I mean, our, hopefully your wife is doing that. And I would call out women, make sure you're affirming your husband. Make sure you're saying thank you for even the menial tasks that he probably should be doing anyway. Like, they need to hear it out loud that you appreciate that they got wood for you today. Mm-hmm. You appreciate that they worked all day long um, and that they paid the bills. You know, the lights are on, there's food on the table, the kids are clothed, and you have a gas tank full of gas, a car full of gas, you know, so you can get someplace. You know, like mm-hmm. those seem, I think we take it for granted that we should have all these things, but. No, you need to actually be grateful for all the little, seemingly little things and, and verbally say them out loud so that you can be grateful and joyous about what all the work he's done to do the ordinary things um, that we expect, I think, a lot of times. Yeah, and men, I think you need to also understand your wife's love language and, you know, most women, you know, words of affirmation are going to be huge, right? And also just... I think the affirmation goes both ways um, and loving your, your spouse, telling her that you love her. Uh, if you recall back to our episode with my grandparents and their anniversary, right? Just, you know, uh, you know, my grandpa just knew that my, <clears throat> excuse me, we're getting over like a cough or cold in the house. So if you hear us coughing here a little bit, that's why, um, <clears throat> where my, my grandpa just knew that his, his wife, especially um, that, there's not, there's not too many times that he can say, I love you. So, you know, he just started writing it down on the calendar every day, uh, never in advance, just always that day when you would get up, just write, I love you, Ruthie. So I think men, we also need to uh, be affirming our wives, be meeting their emotional needs. Don't check out when they're trying to um, cry on your shoulder, be a shoulder to cry on, right? Um, embrace that and be be there for her and for her very needs. All right. All right, so friendships, I think we covered most of what we had time to there. What about courtship or dating, the dating relationship, fostering um, those relationships there? I think um, I think we, I don't know if we really hit on that a lot as much as I was hoping we were going to in the panel. But, you know, I think dating and courtship are, are interesting topics. Um, you know, there's books, that one book, uh, what was it? I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Uh, and then that kind of fell out of vogue because of some controversy there with the author. Um, you know, courtship, I think. Um, what was the phrase? Um, when you date, it's only two, uh, two fools, but now with courtship, there's six or something like there's that. There's six. Yeah. When you go, when you move to courtship, you're involving the parents. So right. Now you've got six people <laughs> that are trying to see if this is going to be a good match because right. you, you're, you're marrying two families. And I, if that, if at all possible, um, you would hope that, you know, the, the, the in-laws would actually think this was a good match. 
you know, I would hope. I mean, obviously that's not and we understand the case. that. And there's you outliers, know, but yeah, and there's there's broken homes where you know you may not have a, a father and a mother, or um, he, you've been adopted, or you you've been orphaned, right? We understand that there are outliers to uh, to every situation, every argument, but um, you know, by and large, we should in, in a Christian context. Uh, if both families are professing to be Christians um, and and living their lives according to the Word of God, this system could really be uh, a healthy process to find find a spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, men and women, parents, you should be <clears throat> finding women for your for your sons to marry. You should be finding men for your daughters to marry and giving them in marriage. Uh, that's healthy. Uh, they should be you know providing you with grandchildren someday and. And all of those things. So uh, it's a natural part of the um, parenting process. And this is uh, no exception. I think one way you start. So how do you even do that? How do you even get your kids around so they'll actually even talk to you? Um, like, I mean, we talk to our kids like we want to be a part of who you decide to marry. We would desire for you to marry. We would desire for you to have children. Um, and so something we think about is having our family like meeting together at church like going to church is really important because you're going to be around other families with similar um values and and not just meeting on sunday but where else could you meet you know having people over for dinner going to different parties or gatherings setting up gatherings where there's other people uh christian with christian values where you have conversations it's not this awkward going out one-on-one you're going out as a group, as family, and it's not weird, like game nights, like just, there's so many activities that you can get involved with that you can get to know somebody without putting Mm -hmm. yourself at risk for impure thoughts, impure actions, you know, and I think we need to create those atmospheres so that people can get to know each other and be like, I think they're a good fit or I don't, I don't think they would be a good fit. Yeah. You know, the church needs to um, just community, godly communities need to develop and uh, engage in creating opportunities for these young people to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, there's no preconceived notion of, oh, I hope my daughter really starts to find your son attractive, right? Um, that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be just to get them around godly people, uh, that they're, they would have a solid group of friends. Um, but you know, understanding that relationships happen and, you know, we should uh, hopefully be able to get to know each other pretty well. Men, if you're seeking out, uh, you know, a particular woman uh, that you um, find attractive um, for not just physical attraction, but you you find yourself engaging in conversation and there's uh, really good uh, qualities that you begin to see in this individual Right, you can get to know quite a bit about someone before there's actually this um, cultural pressure to date or to make it official or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's the first step. Um, also, you know, we want to make sure that uh, each person I think is healthy spiritually, um, financially. Um, not that you have millions of dollars in the bank, but you know that you're not. Um, you're able to handle finances. Um, 
And that's one of the reasons why we've held out for, I think, you know, our, you know, teens to even be considering dating or courtship. I just think that they're too immature spiritually still. Uh, They haven't really figured out what they're going to do vocationally or financially. And so if you're not prepared to uh, take this uh, relationship the distance, I just don't know how healthy it is. Um, Just seeing all of the heartache with some peers and, and, you know, in high school and and middle school and all this uh, pressure to begin dating and uh, have you been kissed yet and all these things. I think it's just an unhealthy uh, expectation for our, our youth in the church. Yeah. So when we say healthy spirituality, um, things, what, what health would look like would be, are they walking in the light? So what does that mean? Do they actually attend church? Do, does their pastor know their name? So you could go to that church and you could call the pastor up if, you know, you've got a guy who said he wants to date your daughter and actually figure out, does he have a relationship with his pastor? And, and, and what, what kind of man does he view him, you know, kind of like a reference, you know, and does this person actually have good habits of reading his Bible or her and prayer? You know, these are things that would be very healthy. And then um, confessing, are they, is that important? You know, God calls us to confess our sins and um, being humble. And so those are just a few things to think about when it comes to being spiritually healthy um, you said financially, yeah, being, are you organized? Do you have a budget? Is, is your child somebody, um, who can manage themselves well? I mean, if you're thinking about courtship or dating, well, you're, you're asking to be responsible for a household. So are they taking the right steps to, you know, just cause they got money in their pocket, they got to burn it. Or are they thinking, okay, I want a, I have a long-term strategy for a goal that I want and I'm not just going to go the short route for what I want right now. And um, so are they able to delay some immediate gratification for a, um, a more distant strategic um, opportunity? Yeah. I think um, vocationally too, especially for men, uh, women, if you're uh, beginning to um, take a look at a man and uh, you know, you're evaluating his uh, suitability for marriage um, vocationally, right? Uh, it doesn't mean they have their dream job. Everybody's dream job changes about every five years, probably. Um, you know, but do they have a track record of hard work? Can you see a good work ethic in them? Do their parents, specifically their father, have a good work ethic? Um, have they been able to hold down some employment, even if it's not, doesn't have to be high paying. Like when we say vocationally and financially, these things, it doesn't, you don't have to be a millionaire, be making a six figure income but are you working hard? Do you seem to have a plan in place to be able to provide? Um, I love the the one um, note here that we have, right? Like don't go shopping if you're not ready to buy yet, um, right? That goes with dating, but I think vocationally too, um, if you're looking at, uh, you know, at dating men and you are not ready to provide for someone, uh, it's like putting putting your spouse in the shopping cart on Amazon and just, Oh, I'm going to buy that later. <laughs> doesn't work, right? Um, so don't shop without without buying. And the same goes with um, communication, like online interactions, texting. Uh, just be careful about those friendships there as well. I think some practical guidelines are um, group texts are a great uh, option. Really be careful about 
the private texting or um, direct messaging through social media. And Snapchat, you know, there's mm-hmm. just certain things out there that you think, you know, you let your heart run or somebody's got emotional feelings before you real, you know, you realize that they do, or, you know, you say, you make sure you're having clear communication. Like, are you, are you in a dating relationship or you, are you not, you know? And so you shouldn't be getting these emotions too ramped up, you know, if, if this isn't something that's going to be seriously moving forward. Um, because there's always somebody who has emotions, even if you say you don't, because you can't divide a person. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking to a whole person who is physical and emotional and has um, ambitions and a will. And so um, we live in a culture that's, you know, especially the hookup culture. They say it's all physical. Um, I, I don't have any emotions. It's, it's got nothing to do with that. And that's a complete lie. Somebody always gets hurt in that and something always gets left behind in those um, in those situations. So start it with your mind, with those online interactions and texting, like do not get emotionally attached if um, if you're not ready to be clear about your intentions in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Like Dave said, group group chats are great, Um, not one on one stuff um, because it's just too tempting. It really is. You know, just yeah. I mean, just keep it in groups, group, even group courtship, group, group dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think can be really beneficial to everyone involved. Um, one of the strategies they they asked for that came up was you know like dating and stuff. And listen, I don't know what it is about. I think this might be trickling into next week's episode, but on purity. But I don't know what it is. But anything after about nine p.m., just the the sparks are a little bit more intense, um, you know, um, so I don't know what it is, but, you know, one of the things that I, um, I think is really helpful would be to, uh, just plan your dates earlier in the day or, you know, like a lunchtime date. I, I threw out the idea of breakfast dates. I don't know what it is, but just in the morning, you know, men, you're just not quite as tempted in those, uh, areas of purity. So, um, that's probably not all men. Again, these are, um, there's always going to be exceptions, but I think by and large, you know, in the morning time, it's, it's different, you know, going for coffee and, uh, then going out on your work day or whatever, uh, it's just a little bit different rhythm. I think can be a little bit safer if that's something that you are really struggling with. Yeah. All right. Let's finish this uh, episode, Julie, with how long, how long do you think it takes to get to know someone, get to know whether or not um, you would be um, marriage material, so to say, and then, um, you know, kind of getting married? Like, what would be like a typical progression of things? <laughs> That's a really loaded question. <laughs> it is. It is. I'll give you my answer. When you met. I'll give you my answer. I think, you know, if you are in the range of, um, again, you've met the criteria, you're healthy spiritually, you've got healthy spiritual rhythms, uh, you uh, go to church, you are in the word, you're truly. Um, you're trying to be the person that the person you would want to marry would want to marry. Correct. Um, you're, you know, you're able to stick to a budget. You're not, um, you know, you're financially, you know, under control. And then you've got a, a solid track forward uh, vocationally. You, you've you've established that you're a hard worker and you're able to provide. 
I think as long as you've met those things, I think you're ready to consider courtship. Um, I think in the right context, <clears throat> ideal scenario, you probably would spend three to six months probably just hanging out, getting to know someone more so in a group setting, church kind of setting, um, you know, youth group or small adult uh, Bible study, those sort of things. Um, you know, just community suppers, hanging out at each other's families, uh, places, um, you know, swimming in the summer, playing volleyball, that like you're just kind of hanging out, getting to know someone pretty well. No pressure. You're not no pressure. Yeah. Um, I think if it, if it goes well, you should, men, you should ask, uh, her father, uh, for permission to, um, inquire about taking the relationship further in a, uh, courtship, um, path direction knowing that courtship means the goal is marriage the goal is that's right, what you're, you're you're looking to be serious about this and you so you want to respect the uh, and honor the father and mother mm -hmm. and so that's why we sit, we recommend um if you could if you would uh humble yourself and ask the daughter's dad so that because he's the headship uh role player in this right now um hmm. for that woman and um so it would respect him um if you asked i know it'd be really weird i'm sure for most fathers to even have anybody ask but just imagine how that would honor him you mm -hmm. know in a and just change how they view you know i value what you think about your daughter i value how i'm going to treat her and i want you to be involved in this process because i'm serious i'm serious about uh the family that i want to make yeah. Making your intentions known, mm -hmm. you know, and just say, listen, I'm not, I'm not like maybe other relationships or, uh, what you think, you know, boys should be doing. Like my intention through this process is to evaluate if we would be compatible. Um, and ultimately, you know, that this would potentially end up in a, in a marriage uh, type situation. All right. So you said about, I mean, say you've been growing up in the same community or maybe you just, yeah. you know, met each other in some, some volleyball, you know, club or whatever. So you're saying we met. hang out <laughs> three months, you said about I, in there, you I know, think three to six months, get to know somebody. If you know them, like, like we just met and we're both in our you know, 17 and 19 or something like right. that. Okay. Um, then you ask the dad, ask the dad, I think like, maybe like think another six months. I, I think within six months, you should have a pretty good understanding of this individual mm -hmm. and you should be able to clearly make a decision at that point. I think this idea of dating for three or four years and then another two or three year engagement is so I just don't bonkers. know how that's even pure. Maybe there's a few outliers out there, but the likelihood of keeping that relationship pure is so right. low. Like, yeah, it's yep. so hard. Um, so I think like a year-ish, really, to like get to know someone, get engaged, and then another, you know, whatever the six expectations so. are, yeah. six to nine months to Land plan a wedding. wedding and have a wedding and start your marriage. Yeah. It seems condensed. Like, I think it, it, it even, as I say it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Because it, I think it just goes so much against what our culture says about just dating the try before you buy mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, how would you, <clears throat> you don't know if you're compatible unless you've had a lot of dates with a lot of guys and you really know what you want. Like, no, like if parents are doing their job and they're telling their children what to look for in a, in a spouse, um, 
you know, and, and you're not rushing into things. You're, you have lots of friendships like in this way, right? Like you should be out and, and outgoing and you've got, um, you know, you've had a lot of time around each other. You can see how someone is, you can see how they act. You can see how they honor younger children. You can see how they honor their parents. You can see a lot of the qualities in this individual and, you know, taking that extra, you know, six months of intentional evaluation, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for marriage and really bringing alongside of you, um, men, uh, for, you know, for, for my experience with, um, with a young man who, who just got married, right? Like, uh, you know, it was an intentional, probably six to six months to a year of just meeting with him kind of weekly. And I thought it was awesome that he thought, you know what, I'm going to be going through this process and I'd really like some accountability. I'd really like an older man to walk me through that and to help, help me see blind spots, you know, in relationships and how am I evaluating this? Am I seeing this clearly? Um, how do I have a conversation with a girl's dad? Right. And, um, you know, he didn't, didn't just have me. I wasn't his father, right. He had his father, he had other men and it was just, um, it was a really good example of how you could go about doing that, how you could go about, uh, having a focus on purity, on honoring, you know, your, your future wife's family, uh, to make sure that you are honoring their, uh, rules and, and, um, expectations of you dating their daughter um and ultimately i think i think god was really honored through that process yeah and i would just say for the ladies just to make sure that they 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 guard their hearts that they don't um get their emotions all i think of the word twitter pated <laughs> from like bambi but just like to be so like rose colored glasses that they they cannot see the flaws of the person um, because they're there. Well, we all have flaws. Right. So that's not like an immediate dismissal. No, absolutely not. But just making sure that you've got people around you that are going to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not just got a whole bunch of girlfriends that are just like, ee! like, you know, like so excited. <laughs> you, you've got a boyfriend or whatever. And he's so cute. And with that, you need to have people who um, will tell you the truth, you know, that will hopefully know this person also, not just, from hearing about you, but hearing about this person from you, but other situations, hopefully like they've been around your friends, they can get a feel for them, people that you trust. Um, so they can get a, you know, what is the shadow of this person? What follows in their wake, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, does he, the, does he have a good reputation? So don't get all just emotionally attached before, you know, I think of song of songs has, uh, a verse they say over the daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not awaken or arouse love until it so desires. And so mm-hmm. us women will we need to be on our guard to not awaken. Do not awaken love until it's time. Mm-hmm. And so and that includes through dating too you know, too much. There's I mean, those things are gonna grow, especially as you go into courtship and then you go into engagement and then um so it's gonna grow more and more, but make sure it's gradual. It's not all at once, that intensity, you need to, it needs to be earned in a way um, by just this man coming in and, and representing health in regards to spirituality and, Mm -hmm. um, and honoring your parents and honoring you and keeping you pure. Like he should realize that you're not 
his wife until you are married. And if he's dishonor, he's dishonoring you. Mm-hmm. If he does not have the willpower to um, hold himself back, you know, it's just that is something to think about. And it's not easy. But um, if you love God, you will keep his commands and you will strive for that as, as best as you know. Um, God's word and grow in that and support and don't put yourself in situations that um, would put you there. So I think the goal, you know, with, you know, courtship is even if you, you know, court, right. And we, oh, we did it the right way, but it, you know, it's not, it's not always going to work out. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you may get, you know, oh yeah, they're like, we're really good friends. And then we tried this, you know, more formalized. Okay. Yeah. We are courting to see if we would be compatible and things may come up. Right. And you, you, you may not, not be, yeah, and that's okay. But that's why we want to kind of establish this as a process for our kids is because, okay, if it didn't work, right, if you were also honoring, you know, your mother and father and, and, and her mother and father, you were honoring to her, you can, you know, you haven't gone too far physically. You haven't dishonored yourself and your own body mm-hmm. and hers as well. You haven't... um taken something from from her that should have been for her husband and so you can you can honor everyone through the process and then if it doesn't work out everyone everyone's okay right i mean you don't have to be friends you know, you know maybe you can still be but it's it's okay if you break up an engagement <laughs> i'm sure um not an engagement a, just a, a court according but kind yes of situation. you don't want to have a lot of baggage in the wedding. correct you know yeah so if you could make that as easy as possible, yeah, do that. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not perfect. I just want to put out there that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. And I know those that are listening, you know, you're thinking, man, I wish I had done that. Um, you know, Dave and I, we wish we had been pure in all spec- aspects of our life and our courting and dating relationships. But we know that Jesus Christ died for those sins too. And um, we are washed clean and pure and God loves us and um, love covers a multitude of sins. And, and just we're blessed by it, knowing that we are redeemed by, mm-hmm. by Jesus Christ and we're sanctified and we're learning and we're growing and we hope that we can help others to make better choices than we did. Amen. Well, I think that concludes that. Next week, we are going to talk about uh, what everybody seems to be talking about, which is purity culture, um, you know, growing up through purity culture, some of the downfalls of it. Um, I think we, I think I might have a different um, perspective than most uh, on that, um, but I think we'll, we'll really get into it uh, next week. So stay tuned, uh, share this episode with your friends uh, who are pursuing relationships. Again, relationships are awesome that you should desire to get married. Uh, marriage is an amazing um, gift from God. Uh, he gave us to each other and we want to honor God with our bodies, honor God with our courting and dating relationships. And um, I think that's the goal, right? Uh, what is the chief end of man to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. There it is. <laughs> enjoy him forever. So Uh, May you be blessed this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.